This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard, and alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. Uh, and joining us for our third last uh, preview, which is appropriate because they were the third last team standing in the 2021 Premiership. She's giving me the middle finger with both hands. It's M. Sprouster. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> and you can't corroborate that because it's not being filmed. It's a fair point. Actually, it is. It is. <laughs> Oh, shit. When you record something on Zoom, it automatically does video and audio. So Just for my yeah. personal archive, nothing weird, yeah. you know. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. It's, um, anyway, we're back. The Melbourne Storm, they're going to be good again, Em. But the question is, how good? So I guess we can start with, you know, you did have a couple of losses on, like, in terms of personnel going into this year. A big gain out wide in, in, in the outside backs. But um, yeah, uh, 2022, how are we feeling? Um, I mean, last year I tried to tried to be kind of like understated about our chances. And then, you know, we had a pretty good year all in all. I know we didn't end up winning the whole thing, but we had a good season despite everything. Um, this year, fuck it. Let's lean into it. Let's have a great year. <laughs> um, why? I, I don't need to impress anyone anymore. I'm not here to make friends. I, I respect that. No, I did um, say to Ed before this podcast, looking forward to her coming on. Once you had your annoying woman come on here to piss me off with you, <laughs> this is my annoying woman to piss you off. But that doesn't work. I like I like the storm, so I don't know how you that got works. very upset during last year's storm preview. So I just don't know if that was going to happen again. Mm. Did I? Yeah, you cut us off like five times about saying how good the storm were. Yeah, um, you didn't. You didn't enjoy us waxing lyrical about how good they were going to be. Now we like the fact that we'd lost the I've best player always, ever and everything was going to be fine. I've always liked <laughs> the storm. I don't like it. I don't like it when you act like it's like you've just been relegated from the NRL when you finish like third. Like it's the worst thing that's but, ever happened. Hang to on, anyone. hang on. It is like that. <laughs> how dare you? It is that. like <laughs> that. And this is why I don't care anymore. If people think that I'm conceited and that I, you know, don't know how to lose or whatever, fucking too right. Because don't. I don't it's know great. how to lose. And shouldn't all major sporting teams want to be like that? I, I, I guess so. Um, well, so you, you have nowhere have to you, go from you, there, do you? you? Well, it, to that end, have you processed the five stages of grief from that upset loss in the in the prelim last year? Um, yeah, I, look, at the time I was just upset and frustrated, mostly because I knew that we had the ability to win that game because we played a team that we had played before and we had shown in the year before how to beat them and we just, I don't know, just fell apart at the seams and just players who need to have a good game every week in order for us to do our best just weren't there. We started making a lot of dumb mistakes and then we started panicking and it's the panic that is the kryptonite of the Melbourne storm is that if you can trick them into thinking they're not going to win a game, they do some weird shit. Um, yeah, and they I think, panic for like 30 minutes in that uh, game. Yeah, which exactly. Is not them. Exactly. And it's so rare that, most people probably won't talk about it. And the other half of the people who do understand what's going on probably don't like Melbourne very much, so they don't give a shit. But it is painfully obvious that when things aren't going our way, we capitulate. And, I mean, a prime example of that is Munster kicking someone twice in the head in a grand final. Um, that kind of behaviour comes through when we're not winning. Um, so it's probably a good thing that we win a lot of games. 
Yeah, I mean, what if you... It's ridiculous. You've had four losses in 2019 regular season, four 2020, and three last year. Yeah. And people wonder why you're conditioned <laughs> to, to winning rugby league games. Because yeah, it, it should be unusual yeah. for me. To That's 11 losses loss. yeah. in, those, in those years. But as you said, they've been upset in... Well, they're upset in the 2019 prelims. That was a team with like Brody Croft at halfback. That was always in the range of outcomes. Exactly. Last year's was hard to see coming because just how dominant they were all year and how... It didn't seem to matter. They just beat everybody, but they were off their game in that in that prelim final. And they just I just assume they just find it again. And then after about 10 minutes of it in the second half, they were just doing really dumb shit, you know, panicking like they needed to score every set. I was like, fuck, this is is this yeah. like they just play like this for the rest of the game. When they did, it was weird. Yeah, well, we made a comment about it last year, right? So we 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 yeah. spoke about like what are they gonna miss most about not having Cameron Smith? And it was the cool head. And it was the organization and it finally happened. And it was always, you can't lose, you know, Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater, Greg Mm. Inglis, Cameron Smith. You can't lose all of those players and not be susceptible somewhere. And the Melbourne Storm system is obviously very good at patching holes. Mm. And it's a credit to the recruitment and the, you know, training and the coaching systems that they're able to plug so many of those gaps. But that's, you know, a pretty iconic set of players. There was always going to be a fault. And I mean, things like having to plug halfback with Brody Croft for a year was one problem, but you had other things around it to try and mask it. I think that that was the first time that we'd really been exposed in a really long time. Hughes needs Munster to distract so that Hughes has time to do what he does best. Munster was not playing well. And as a result, Hughes was the only player Mm. being targeted. And that was easy for them to run straight at, it was like, oh, who's going to get the ball? Oh, Jerome's going to get the ball. Um, you know, the, the guys out wide were catching a cold, going up through the middle wasn't working, and the passes from dummy half became riskier, um, more extreme, more unpredictable, probably not in line with set plays that anyone was expecting, and then the wheels just fall off. So. Yeah, and it's it was in that game, like, I'm Harry Grant's biggest fan, mm. and he – like him and Brandon Smith weren't very good, but Harry Grant was doing a lot of standing up and like, fuck, what, what do I do? Like mm, with the ball mm-hmm. in that game. Mm-hmm. And I just think you forget, like, because they've been so, coming to first grade and they've been so good. All those guys haven't had a lot of those games and have had to learn things on the fly. Like they haven't been a much struggle in Harry Grant's career yet. It's always been pretty much things are downhill and he's playing off the back of it. And, you know, the storm, when Cam Smith first came through, they lost like in the finals, like they lost in the grand final in 2000, in 2000, they lost like the first like four or five years of his career in the finals. You know, they went to the finals and they lost And those guys learned through losing. Like Cam yeah, Smith, I mean, like, it's very rare you see in the big stage without having a loss before you see in the big stage. And Nathan Cleary has had those as well, even though he was one already young, he lost in prior years. And yeah, this game was like a couple of them. Cam Smith is, sorry, Cam Munster is like the worst loser in the NRL. Oh, he absolutely. Hates losing. By a mile. Absolutely. He, he absolutely. And then there's obviously Pappenhausen isn't really some a fullback who's going to come in and calm boys down like Billy. Jerome Hughes has been a fantastic halfback for two or three years. That's not really been his game either. And then Smith and Harry Grant had never had to do that. No, and I know. Just, and, yeah. and, and by the time I think they realised what was happening, it was already way too late. And it's You couldn't get Munster back on the game. No, no, not at all. <laughs> and, and like the 2018 grand final, like very similar veins, like once the game got out of control for Melbourne, there was nobody really there to rein it back in. And I remember at the time thinking that it was Cooper Cronk who would be the one to rein it back in. And then obviously once we lost Coops and then we had the loss in the grand final and we sort of learned from that Smith stepped up again and that was okay for a while. But 
yeah, I don't think the the two hooker combo thing was really working. I don't think that Hughes had the voice to step up. I don't think you're right. Pappenhausen didn't really have it either. And then there was no one true leader in that team as well. Mm. Um, which is also like another issue that I have entirely with like co-captains and stuff like that. I don't rate it um, because there isn't one person who can just emphatically say, listen to me, this is what we're doing and everyone backs them. Yeah. And um, you know, I think you see it in, in teams that are like extremely youthful, like the Brisbane Broncos probably didn't have a lot of direction for the last mm-hmm. couple of years and it's youth um, that is usually the main signifier of that. And I think Melbourne's youth finally started started to catch up with them and if there's one thing I'm hesitant about being so optimistic this year about is the fact that we are once again a very young squad and at the end of this year we're going to lose even more experience and even more um cool-headedness if I can put it that way even though you're talking about people like Felice Kafusi and the Bromwich brothers and whatnot I think you'd be surprised they've played with enough cool heads for long enough that they know what to do yeah I mean I think last year it was for Cam Munster was probably the worst season of his career. It doesn't mean he wasn't he was bad. He has a very high standard. Mm. But and we saw the culmination in the offseason. He didn't seem to be fully focused. And a lot, a lot of guys went into the bubble or the scenario in Brisbane and similar and like or went to that living up there and they narrowed their focus. And it feels like it actually took Cam off his game a little. You know, he's a bit out of shape and whatever well, yeah. and, with, and who the random factor, dudes were. Yeah, you take into account COVID on top of everything yeah. else right it is still incredibly hard to back up and i think yeah, it is. 2020 took a lot out of them without them realizing they had to stay at the place on the sunshine coast the name escapes me for you know 18 months they basically had to live there um i can i can only imagine what that does to someone over a period of time because there's no way to get away from footy there's no way to just yeah. switch off and yeah it probably exhausted them mentally and probably a little bit physically in the end too yeah, and I, and I did think for a long time, like he was talking about it publicly for Christ's sake. I thought Cam Munster mm. was gone. And who, who I, I don't think he's going to Redcliffe now. Maybe he ends up there anyway. But I feel like that like massive reality check in the off season mm. and might have changed everything. He's not drinking right now. He's in the, the he's been the best shape since before he played first. He grade. looks he like looks a different ridiculous. person. It's crazy. He looks he's so thin in like a good way. Yeah. Like he's he's yeah. lean. Yeah. Stream, he's he's streamlined. Look, I don't buy into a lot of that like preseason bullshit where like coaches and and management staff get on the radio and go, oh, so and so is having the best year ever because they yeah. always say that. But I tell you who looks good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All, all, all of them. <laughs> all of them. All of them look yeah. great because they should be because they've just had a holiday. If you don't come back looking fresh after a holiday, what are you doing? But um, well. Frank Panisi and Cameron Smith and Bellamy have all spoken at length in this preseason about. Munster's shift in attitude, not only mm. with his personal life and becoming a father, but also with his training, his approach to everything. And I actually think that, you know, having an actual proper holiday was probably the best thing in the world for, for a player like him because he can refocus. That, um, yeah. yeah, I actually, I, I hope, I hope and I pray that he has a killer season this year because he worked, if he works hard, he deserves it. And he's such a talent that I think everybody would enjoy watching him have like one hell of a year. Yeah. He's probably in his best shape. I think since about like 2015, that's what I could think when he was still a bit of a fullback and mm. when he came in and he was real felt, but he, we always know he jokes about it too. He's always been that guy who eats KFC and he's not really been the best preparer or whatever. And it, 
he still obviously works hard, but he wasn't, you know, full hundred percent on his diet, liked beer, all that kind of stuff. And that catches up with players in the late twenties anyway, regardless. And it's yeah. kind of like that's catched up, caught up at with the same time of needing a reality check. That happened. It's all happened at the same time. Cha- all, a lot of change in, as you said, probably got away from footy a bit, and then came back refocused. Don't usually buy off-season bullshit, but he looks like in fucking fantastic shape. And you don't get in that shape as a dude who likes fast food, Ken Munster, without slogging your guts out in preseason. He's not allowed to drink. I don't know how... Let's be honest. I don't know if they're going to stick to drinking bands. I don't really care either. Uh, but, no, no, honest, neither do I. I couldn't give a shit yeah, what they do, you know, but, in their personal lives, provided it doesn't affect on-field performance. Exactly. And uh, if drinking a lot of beer, you'd think generally people will replace it with another vice. If like a guy like Mark, but he's he's obviously he has done NFTs. nothing else. NFTs. There you go, NFTs. making money. That's it. He doesn't need food anymore. He buys NFTs. You know, he's a He buys pictures of KFC now. It's fine. That's it. But like, he's in amazing shape. And he's one of my picks. So, like, you know, he's going to have one, be one of the best players this year. Not a, you know, outrageous tape. But I think Cam Munster will return to being a like week to week top four or five player in the NRL, which, I'm like I said, I really, I really hope so because his first couple of years um, were incredible. Like, it was amazing to watch him fill in for Billy Slater and look seamless. And then it was amazing to watch him transition into 5'8". And, you know, Bellamy just did a classic Bellamy of just like taking a player and just putting him in a new position and then making him the best in the game at it. Just so cool. And I think, you know, maybe he was a victim of resting on his laurels a little bit because he is obviously really fucking talented. Um, Mm. But also maybe having, and I know this sounds really conceited, but having like too much success can be a bad thing. Like if you don't know how to lose... Not only are you a bad loser no, when it comes you, you around, it, but why would you try? You see it all the time in American sports when there's like some team, especially college, like something that wins all the fucking time, then they finally lose a game and they their players just don't know how to process it. They don't know how to react. And that's basically yeah. what being a Melbourne Storm player is a lot of the time. Yeah, and I spent my life around, you know, child athletes and whatnot. And I watched like 12-year-old boys who were three times bigger than their, their counterparts, like win every race without trying. And then all of a sudden when it mattered, when they got to an age where representation, like national reps came into play, all of a sudden they were getting beat by kids because they just didn't try for four years while the other kids were slogging their guts out. The velodrome can be a humbling place. Oh, it really can. It really can. Meet I've me there, Nick Hampton. You're on, son. I really look. I would. I will pay. The patrons will chip in. We give him like. Uh, we'll give him a two lap head start, and it's so you got to do th- five hundred. You're going to give him a five hundred minute no, no, no. head start on me. Well, I don't know uh, how long. How long does it take you to ride a lap of the velodrome? Oh, I haven't done it in a really, really long time. But if you reckon, like, if you did it like typically, come on. In my current condition, if I tried my hardest, I reckon I could do it in 25 seconds. Okay, so I reckon we do. So it's a race, but you've got to do five laps. He's got to do three. Um, I reckon reckon, reckon you win. And I will pay to see it. And I want to make this happen somehow. This is where I admit I haven't ridden a bike in like over a year, but. I don't care. If we take into account that he doesn't actually know how to ride the velodrome, I might be the shot here. this 100% ends with him stacking it, which is all, just really all I want. But, I mean, yeah, two lap head start, five laps first three. We'll lock it down at some How point. How did this start? Who who just did Campo disrespect the, the velodrome? No, he, no, no, he, no, said, he said it was after he said, I'll buy anyone a beer if they mention Shane Warne and RIP. And I said, 
I, and then M's, M replied saying, I'm flying down tomorrow. Nick said, run it straight. And I said, 1v1 at Dunkray Velodrome at Sunrise. And M was like, I'll see you there. So, um, <laughs> so Kemba did know, not I, throw the challenge down. It's all right. I, yeah, but I, like, I it's drank never a lot yesterday <laughs> and I don't remember writing any of that. So <laughs> anyway, we're on. Uh, if you'd like to support our endeavours to... Uh, Get a cycling race between a former national <laughs> cyclist a new tier. and Nick Campton <laughs> off the ground. Patreon.com forward slash NRL for rookies. If you'd like to support the show, uh, you get entry into the Coltrane Cup tipping competition, access to our Discord server, um, merchandise, priority question time, rookie takes nomination privileges. Uh, there'll be bonus pods throughout the year uh, and plenty more. And, you know, as I said, this is what, number 14 of 16 pods we've been doing over the past two weeks. So, Never been a better time to come and support the boys. And we've had a huge influx of new fans and, and new patrons in the last couple of weeks. So thank you all so much. And a special shout out to Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Butsy, Ken Beswick, Dan Kine, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, JSG, James K, Jason, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Tomo 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, lifelong Dolphins fan, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I'm sad, never trendy, Party Keg, Pete Fulger, Razor, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Schneider, Pilled, Score, Seymour Butt, Stephen Hickey, Schwarzy, Ty, TB, the not so mature student, Thor Lakeock, Tom Hardy, and Was. Thank you so much for your support. Everyone in lower tears, everyone who just listens. Thank you as well. Now, back to the Melbourne Storm. <laughs> After a slight digression, we're back. Uh, it, felt like a good, yeah. it felt like a good time to shoehorn the Patreon thing. Anyway, so going like forward it. to this year, um, I mean, look, obviously, I know that your buyer is winning the comp, but still winning a prelim and only losing because your team just had a brain explosion perpetually for like half an hour isn't the end of the world you're still very very well primed for a good season i only watched a bit of that trial against newcastle they looked pretty sharp when they had all the big guns on the field you know they were taking the piss a bit brandon smith was putting kicks in and whatnot but um yeah like you you just you've got to just be feeling once again like it's as it is every year for you premiership or bust pretty much um i know that it is what it is i'm not even going to apologize for it premiership or bust i like that a lot um I think if you are a fan of a traditional good team, um, you know better than to read too far into trials. Like I mm-hmm. could not give less of a shit about a trial result. If we mm. had lost to Newcastle, I wouldn't have cared. We lost to whoever we played the week before. I don't even know because I don't care about trials. It's about running set plays. It's about practicing combos. It's about all of that kind of stuff. And it, the result doesn't matter. So if you read too much into uh, trials, you're an idiot. Um but every year um, I am always confident because, you know, they've done nothing to prove me wrong so far. Mm, um, yeah. Round one will be interesting. Um, you know, we were going to have to plug a lot of holes there and now we're going to have one less hole to plug thanks to this, what are they calling it, the Latrell loophole. Um, but we're still going to be short in 5.8. We're still going to be a bit short on the edges, I think, that they haven't quite figured out who's going to play outside back and who's going to play wing. Um, and, you know, the middles always take a couple of weeks to start rolling. So it's going to be interesting. I still think we're going to win because it's the West Tigers and they're fucking useless. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Simon. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. No, he, he knows that. He's, he's aware. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't listened yet because, you know, it's been a difficult week up here in Brisbane and I am not in the mood well, to be sadder than I, I, I already I, am. I, I would... I- I would argue, I would say that the Tigers preview podcast is about the audio equivalent of a week of perpetual flooding. It is just bleak and dreary. <laughs> Great, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> which is good. There's no one positive in that one anymore. Which right. no, no, no talking them into the eight. But anyway, uh, do you think Melbourne will make the eight? 
Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking forward to the year, if ever, that I have to say no to that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, top, that's top, not coming for a long time still. Everyone threatened it last year. Everyone threatened it the year before that. Everybody threatened uh, it. Hang on, da, da, da. no one said last no, there's... year that no. the Melbourne Storm would miss the top eight. No, but people always say, like, oh, Cameron Smith's gone, like, Billy Slater's gone, Cooper yeah, Kong's no, gone, like, the wheels the, I, are going to fall off eventually. There's always find one. A, find a single ladder prediction um, that they had the storm not in the top eight. It, look, I don't want to I don't want to name names <laughs> twice on this pod, but... Do it. Name seven names. They're was, all Nick Camden. Yeah. <laughs> I was going with this. Didn't somebody have a case bet that they wouldn't make yeah. the finals? Do I remember No, 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 no. He bet me that they would finish below the Dragons. He thought the Same Dragons thing. That's not finish. making that, the finals. That's the same fucking <laughs> difference. No, had, about- no, no, no. No, he said Dragons would finish fifth and Melbourne would finish sixth. Okay, okay so okay. He, he he's dumber than I thought. That was also That's like, not making the finals also- for the Storm. That was also two or three years ago. Anyway, um, um, look. What's funny though that people are saying, oh, when they make signs of players, it was so funny. People's going, like, oh, look at that! The storm are going to fall apart. It's like, oh yes, the club that got through the losses of Billy Slater, Cam Smith, Cooper Cronk, you know, even better like Ryan Hoffman, bloody Will Chambers, you know, Vuvo, Tohu Harris, whatever. like Greg, yeah. like, Greg yeah. Inglis, Tohu, Tohu Harris, Greg Inglis. the club that got through the loss of all those guys. They're going to be at their goddamn knees when the old Bromwich boys leave. It's all over. When Kenny, Jesse, and Felice go next year, that's it. The window's shut. Look, <laughs> people I, are I think, idiots. I think Brandon Smith might be one of only two or three players that I can think of in the entire time I've ever supported the Storm where we have lost someone we wanted to keep. Yeah, um, like more often hard. than not, you know, you if someone's like leaving. You on the money as well. Exactly. Yeah. It's, like, um, it's like what, him, Widdop, GI? Is that about it? Cronk, I mean, we would have loved to have oh, well, Kronk. Kronk's, I understand kind, of a, why he, Kronk's like, kind of a weird one. It's really, a bit of a yeah. weird one, right? Yeah, I but love yeah, someone. There's, there's a handful. <laughs> love is overrated. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. Um, no, I think that there's only been a handful of players in years that we have fought to keep and we've, and we've lost. I think Brandon Smith is one of them, by the way. Um, so I'm not too worried about losing Felice and the Bromwich brothers. I think it's going to be a loss, like I said earlier, for cool-headedness of the club, but that only rears mm. its ugly head in a prelim final every other year. So it should be fine. Yeah, uh, and we'll see some Jack Howarth this year. People will be like, oh, wow, he looks much better than Kenny and Felice. Wow. What oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, there, are, there are some players that you lose and you think, wow, that's going to be a gaping big hole. And then there are, you know, edge forwards and you're like I think we can find another big guy to run it straight. Yeah, Smith will be hard just because just such a unique skill set, as you said, yes. played be really important to them the last couple of years but after you've lost Fanukin and then Smith's going to grab that 13 this year, it's um, that's a bit different when he goes now because I don't think they've really planned for that one. <laughs> they've usually been pretty good at planning for that but I have no, I, I have no doubt they'll, someone will ascend this year and they'll be fine. That's yeah, I mean, do. you know, we love utility. We love we love someone that can play multi-positionally. And I think that's yeah. why Melbourne wanted to hold on to Brandon so bad was because he can, you know, play just about anywhere except on the wing, perhaps. Um, you know, even thinking about um, the round one issue that we're going to have at 5-8 with Munster not being eligible and Cooper Johns now having done his AC joint, mm. like even if we'd had both, um, Brandon and Harry available for that game, it wouldn't have shocked me if one of them sort of stood at 5'8", even if they didn't yeah. play a traditional 5'8 role. 
Um, that's the kind of flexibility that I think, you know, you can get away with at Melbourne. Um, Especially on a one-week basis. like Exactly. Like, we just need before. you to stand here for a week. You'll be fine. And also, you've probably got the longest lead into a game that you've ever had. If you were ever going to do it to someone, that would be the game you'd want to do it to them in. Yeah, I mean, he, the, Bellamy's the coach that played Toru Harris in the halves and won games. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I forgot about that. He, he, he did do that, that son of a bitch. Yeah, so whatever it happens you know? exactly exactly um you know the thing that i love most about this club and this team is the fact that you know there is always a way around and the the team is bigger than any one player even if that one player is the greatest player of all time they proved last year that they can work around it they had to get two people to play his spot but they did it <laughs> um exactly so I wasn't too disappointed that we didn't make the finals in in hindsight. At the time, I was furious, but I wasn't too upset because, you know, it's another year. We'll be back there this time this year. We'll see how we go kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I have you guys second on my ladder and making the grand final. So I think Mitch, well, Mitch doesn't have yours, you making yours the grand is final. Yours is third. I've got them second. Does it yeah, say third? all over the shop. <laughs> nah, well, mate, second and third is literally, it's the same thing. I was going to okay? say the top four are fairly interchangeable, right? I have a top two for the regular season. It's Pan- mm. it's um, Roosters Storm. I think they're going to be the- lose like three games each. Uh, we'll see. But uh, they burnt me so much last year. I haven't picked them for the premiership. They hurt me too much. <laughs> I'm, I'm too spiteful. So, oh, and she hasn't listened to any of the pre- she hasn't listened to any of the preview ones yet. So you can tell her who's in your grand final along with the Roosters. Oh yeah, I haven't I haven't heard yet. Please. Yeah, well, again, I, picking Roosters Storm is boring. You can't do that every year. So I pick Roosters <laughs> Eels. Terrible. But the I, Eels. Uh, yeah, I have the Eels beating you the same way as <laughs> the Panthers beat you. They're going to oh, beat you like off. eight six in a prelim. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, Mitch. Mitch, that is yeah. the most egregious thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it is supposed to be. You see, well, you're supposed to have takes on a podcast. Oh, okay, there. sorry, sorry, sorry. You're supposed to, I can't uh, come oh. here and just say the pick the same top eight as last sorry. year in the same finals. There's having takes, and there's there's having takes, and there's having takes. Yeah, yeah th- this is this is a case bet for the you know dragons <laughs> finishing above the storm all over. I would never put I would money never, on the he would storm. Never, put, he would up. never do that. I love the storm. What a fucking yeah. idiot! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> real value on what I say. I mean, <laughs> no, that's silly. Um, M, what about you? First grand final winners by sixty-five points, etc. Oh, that would be that. that would be beautiful. Um, I assume. I like. I really enjoyed the two thousand seventeen grand final because I knew I'm we were sure going to win the whole way in. Um, I even enjoyed, you know, the first seventy minutes too, of the Mitch, 2020 grand final because I, I knew actually, we were going to win the whole I actually way. did too because the first, the minute the Cowboys beat the Roosters in that prelim, I put my whole sports bet account on the Storm, like the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> I was like, this is the, they're going to win by 40. They're going to win oh, like 40 nil. Yeah. And, and uh, I think we, we, we turned off the 30 nil. At the end yeah, anyway. think, yeah exactly. Yeah. But, I'm um, just very bitter at the storm because they were supposed to win the grand final last year by 60 points and and change a lot in the game and they didn't. They really hurt me. <laughs> so, yeah, because <laughs> you know you know how the narrative would have gone if the storm had won in classic PVL ball situation. Like you know the rules deal. would have been changed immediately and the whole exactly. thing would have been fixed, right? Like that's um, it. We know like they kind of slowed down towards the end of the year, but at one point they were traveling to break every single record ever. Oh, with, I've uh, got one. I've got one for you before we leave as well. Em. What mm. um. What do you think will happen first? Melbourne miss the top eight or Souths win a game in Melbourne? Oh, Jesus. That's putting me between a rock and a hard place, isn't it? Because they're both very far-fetched things. I'm going to go ahead and assume that eventually uh, the powers that be in the rugby league world will um, make Melbourne's first round game 
you know, an actual good game. Eventually it has to happen. They'll put us up against Penrith or or South or something like that. It is bizarre, isn't it? You guys always get some dud. Wait, that happened last year. (laughs) 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 There's the dig wrapped in a metaphor for you, Bungard. That's literally what happened last year and it was a decent game. It was not a decent game. We got it back to one try, and then you got a soft penalty and kicked the penalty goal one by eight. Oh, the bloody soft penalty! The bloody soft penalty! Mm, That was the that was the the game where they kicked like the first kick of the day. They kicked it to Trell. He got tackled, and eight dudes lay on top of him and gave away six again. And I was like, "This is going to be a problem this year." You'd forgive me for not remembering (laughs) right because the last Storm uh, Souths game scoreline that I actually remember is like what what, sixty four points to ten or something. We watched. Well, no, we watched both games together. One was close, the other one not so close. <laughs> and you were equally mad at both of them, uh, I will just uh, say. No, I was much less mad on the second one because I'd accepted that we were going to lose after five minutes. The first one made me madder because a couple of things went against us and we probably could have won. Yeah. I'm going to, in answer to your question, I'm going to say that Melbourne inevitably lose around one game eventually, but South will never win at that any point. Wasn't, that wasn't one of the options. It wasn't. It was miss the top eight or have South win in Melbourne. Ah, oh, well, I made my own... <laughs> Your options were boring. <laughs> How are they boring? I flipped, it. I flipped the table. I played PVL ball my way. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, I'm here it, for some overreactionary takes. So if you do play poor in round one, despite like half your team being out, people just taking it seriously. Aren't they all just going to play though? Isn't that the vibe? Like they're all just going to play anyway? Well, like what? Munster, well, Grant, well, well, what? Chris Jesus, Lewis, well, Cheese is playing now, right? Cheese is playing. Well, yeah, but, but perhaps might not play. Might, uh, Cooper Jones is not playing. Oh, no, they'll just have to get Bronson Garlic. They'll replace one failed son with another. It's yeah. fine. Well, I don't know if Jaden Nickarim is actually eligible for round one. or maybe I forgot he existed when he scored that try in the trial. Hey, I was like, hey, there's a guy. Jaden <laughs> back. back last year. Um, yeah. So maybe he can play. I think he maybe can because development guys can only play when there's like five I could not believe out. When they, they put Meany in there? He's out too. Uh, well, if, if, if oh, Pappenhausen... Oh, no, he's play, he might play in the halves. He might play in the no, halves. That's what I'm saying. play yeah. fullback if Pappenhausen is out. I'm saying Nick Arima right. at six. Ah. Right. We, I was saying, Jake Nick hasn't played first grade in six years. Well, he was, did, had a cocaine ban, mate. Well, I mean, you could, put, you could put 16 traffic cones and one other player in that squad and you'd be all right. And you can pick who you want. You can have Brandon Smith or Jerome Hughes and I'm sure the traffic cones will figure it out. The absolute disrespect to the West Tigers. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what can you do? If I, um, if I this, thought it was going to worry me, I wouldn't I mean, be you, so. <laughs> you said you said Cam Munster's probably a guy prime for a big year. Is there anybody else and also any young players to look out for? Um, I'd really like to see Nick Meany have a good year because I think there's a lot of um, haters and, I, you know, I love a good project. Um, he is very handsome. Uh, sure. Is he? Yeah, I think so. Okay, all right. I don't particularly think that rugby league players are that attractive, but... um. Well. Clearly, you've never seen Sean Johnson. I, you're right. I didn't watch enough Cronulla games when I had the opportunity. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, what when a fun, we... great team. Yeah. yeah oh, my God. No. games. Um, <laughs> when Cronulla, are we, those we, lovable scamps. We need, we need a Storm Sharks finals game this year, so we're going to have Em and Sarah on. And that go will require one of those teams making the finals. Well, they'll both be comfortably in the eight, so it's fine. One will be comfortably in the eight. Okay. Oh, you want to you get on the other side of that bet too, Chan? <laughs> I oh, would take the Sharks at missing the eight. Easy. I'm not taking, like, I don't want to jump on the Raiders one. That's you and Campo thing. I'll oh, take okay. Sharks. Well, that's the, I'm no, not no, afraid no. of that. Okay. I yeah. also think the Sharks will miss the eight, but, you know, I'm, I, I've not that's thought right. about this any more than just then. 
Perfect. Nailed it. That's all you needed to think about. Is that, is that, how, you do it? Is that how you do a take? It is. Yeah. I mean, look. Th- Bam, take it. Take ladder, it. Predictions, ladder predictions don't matter. They mean nothing. And look, the only time like the only time you should be, like you should either just brush them off or doubly brush them off. And you should doubly brush them off when people put like attention-seeking ones where they do some deliberately ridiculous thing, like having like the Roosters seventh or like South missing the top eight. Or look, last year I accurately like predicted the grand final and I'm just going to call it there, okay. one and done. Well, you got to call it, what's this year's? No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not playing again. Like, <laughs> Everyone else did it. When, <laughs> Except when for I the people a, we forgot to ask. Sure. Well, can you conveniently forget to ask me? Because, yeah, when I was a kid, I once <laughs> we'll, went... We'll just, cut, we'll just cut this all out. Like, exactly. the last three minutes. The level, this is not a level of ca- a cowardice, I would expect. It's not cowardice. I just don't... Sorry, not doing something because you're scared of failing is the, pretty much the definition of cowardice. I just really enjoy having a 100% hit rate. <laughs> if, if M. Sprouster was in Major League Baseball and she had the batting title sewn up on the last day, she's 100% sitting. She's not playing. Oh, 100%. She's, 100%. Not, she's not risking that batting. Even if I understood what that meant, 100%. The people risk in the, that, do they? Yeah, That's it right. happens. People sit at the end of the year when they've got... Like but why the, would you the, play? Well, Look, I'd be like Antonio I, Brown. It's, I can, it's one I of those classic this. things, Mitch. It's one of those things like... Why, like X X definitely wins you the result, but it's not the done thing. It's one of those bullshit, like you know, provided oh, old man things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm just gonna I'd take my jersey see. off and walk off the field because I'm not gonna get my bonus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do you have a young player at least? Yeah, that that I can talk about. Um, uh, I think um, I was really impressed by um, Wishart. I think that he could potentially. I don't want to say big, big, big's a big word in Melbourne. He's gonna have a year. Um, I think it will be. <laughs> I think it'll oh. be a surprising year for a lot of people because you know the classic adage of people not paying attention to the Melbourne Storm. Um, the trial yes, match perennially underrated Melbourne Storm. No, it's they don't get watched. The same. People don't watch them because they win all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I like watching them. That that game um, against the Knights was the first game he's ever played at hooker. Oh. Um, yeah, and he did surprisingly well. Some of his passes are a bit ride but that's all right um yeah I think I think he's having an interesting year I think they're probably trying to prime him as like this again dual position utility um the guy that we got from the all blacks Will Warbrick I think he Mm. could have a really interesting year as well um yeah I think there are some other people that I don't really care for I think there are some odd signings like Nicarima is a bit of a strange one. I think Tepe Moroa is an even stranger hey, one. Hey, 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 hey. I, look, that, that, Very personal that, here. That just reeks of like George Rose and uh, I can't even think. Who was that other person that we signed who played like two games? Nate Miles. Oh, Nate Miles. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Nicole, I don't like him very much. Um, well, no. I, what week do we get the first? How did the Dragons let him go? Tyron Wishart article. Whoa. Uh, he does if something. He plays, if, we if he, does, if he does something one. good in round one, we're getting that on Tuesday exactly. before round two. So yeah, there's there's a handful of um there's a handful of young ones coming through who I think are going to have a, a a good year, and I hope by Melbourne standards they have a good year. Um, and I'd really like to see somebody own um Josh's former number. Um, I'd really like to have like some consistency out on the wing. I think chopping and changing a wing is every week is dangerous. Um, and we haven't had to do it for a long time, so we didn't even we didn't even talk about Javier Quartes at all, really. Yeah, he's I gonna mean, have a fantastic season. Fuck yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> is it? I think he's the um the favorite for a top try scorer, right? I mean, that's foolish. Well, he I mean, be. 
I I really used to enjoy um, Cooper Cronk kicking for Suliasi, who could just leap above everyone and just catch mm. a ball. Uh, oh, the catching of- part. That's the part that has that to work uh, on. He'll, he'll, he'll catch you, though. He just will. Yeah, he couldn't catch, catch it all in Brisbane, right? But he'll go down to Melbourne and all of a sudden his hands yeah. will be like glue. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be, he'll be fine. He'll be great down there. It'll be good for yeah. him. And uh, he'll probably score 28 tries this year, something stupid so, like that. I agree I think with it's- that. I think he's got one side completely sewn up, and then I think the other one is between what George Jennings, Iremia, and Warbrick. Yeah, or one. Nick Meany as well, who could be the fourteen or the two. Who knows? I mm. I would see him playing more of like a Nico Hines kind of role this year, yeah, like that I think that ro- roaming utility. Um, yeah, um, that makes sense. But just had a look. Yeah, Coates is ten dollars. Johnson and Tom Tavoyevich eleven dollars. Jason Saab seventeen. Brian Toto twenty six. So there you go. Yeah, and maybe Jack Howard. I want to see- uh, all Garrick's the three... 30, Garrick's 31. There you go. I was wondering if all the three manly dudes are up there. Uh, um, ca- sorry, ca- I was going to say maybe Jack Howarth has a big year as well. Maybe so much so that Remus doesn't get a start. Is George Jennings going to play every game, do you think? No, I don't. I don't. Okay. I think there's he's too si- many players there. He's $67 on him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think um, early half of the season will be the time for experimentation and they'll... They'll come to an arrangement eventually. Yeah, they'll they'll figure it out. All right. Exactly. Um, the Melbourne Storm done. Do you have anything to promote at all? No, not even a little bit. Um, <laughs> unless uh, unless free you're design selling... work if you DM her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless you're selling a really nice house in inner city Brisbane, I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, well, we're glad your stuff wasn't flooded when you got back from Sydney. And oh yeah, yes. totally. Totally fine in hindsight. Uh, we um we got some really terrifying photos from neighbours and um we had to throw out the contents of our fridge, but um all in all the water didn't get even remotely close, which was great. I um, did enjoy our dumb conversation like the Tuesday of that week going, fuck, it just keeps raining. It all does is rain in Sydney, hey. Mitch and I and, and and Anna and Campo went out to dinner when I was in Sydney um and it was pouring with rain and we're sitting in this tent that is leaking rain and we're just sitting there laughing about how much rain is happening like not even thinking about the consequences of that yeah um or how much worse it was up north either and then um yeah the sunday night rolls around can't get a flight home can't get out of the airport you know no power no contact with anyone no one can break into our house it was terrifying but for everyone who followed along on the discord it was all for nothing (laughs) all right is that it? We're done? Yeah, We're pretty done. much. Thanks yeah. for listening to my rant, everyone. <laughs> no, you, you did great. Storm All right. are good. Breaking news. Breaking news. Storm are good. They're going to be good again this year. And people will hate you because you came here and said they were good. This. You, don't, you don't like it when I call you Emma, but your Zoom name right now says Emma. Because I use Zoom for work. Oh, no one at work calls you M? That's too unprofessional? Uh, I like to try and not blur the lines between my public... Oh, those are your personas. M, the yeah. Ma gets added, and that's professional time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> M Ma is a serious bitch, and M is out of control. Five. I'll bet. All right, well, say goodbye, <laughs> Emma. No. Oh, fine. See you later, guys. <laughs> and say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. It's goodbye for me. <laughs> <laughs>